Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Dan Israel, the executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network. Excited to have Dan in. Dan, we've spent a lot of time here. Uh, on Monday Night Football, and as we look at the results and we see Miami fall, a reminder that everybody's capable of these. The Chiefs have certainly been capable their fair share lately. How are you? And uh, it it's, feels like it's unraveling a little bit up there in Kansas City. Are you getting the same vibe? Hey, guys, I think it feels like it's unraveling a little bit outside the, the locker room. I'm not so sure yet inside the locker room has that kind of feel to it. So, I guess as things go, you know, if you're going to have one side feel like it's unraveling, that's the side you want is the the fandom. But, uh, you know, it's It's a hard one to stomach. Week 14 was, as you mentioned, full full of kind of upsets, and the Chiefs were one of those. I just – I left that night feeling cheated. I I just – no way about it. And it it wasn't just because we lost the game. I just felt like – and then I just felt like there were – so many bad calls in that game, and, and I'm not trying to blame officiating, but it was really lopsided. I think we were already before the big call that everybody's talking about with Kadarius Tony. We were already talking off the air that we had counted seven calls that were anywhere from you know benign to to egregious. You know, how they thought Patrick Mahomes fumbled the ball on that pass. And there was just, it was just a weird feeling. And I, and I felt like we weren't getting beat by another team. I felt like we were kind of getting, you know, just beat by the situation. I know they're not using that as an excuse, but that's the way I walked. When I drove out of the parking lot Sunday night, I felt like I had seen one of the better plays in my career by a tight end. And now it meant nothing because, you know, something that happens 10 times a game, you saw it last night if you were watching Monday Night Football. Guys were lined up over the line, and, and I get it. It's, you know, it's not supposed to happen. It's a penalty. You can't blame the refs for calling a penalty. Well, you can when Tony had done it six previous times in that game and nobody called him on it. Uh, I think there's there's an inequity that exists in the NFL officiating that has to get fixed. Again, not saying that's why the Chiefs lost, but I'm getting tired of talking about referees. And, and unfortunately, uh, this particular crew, which is always graded poorly, nothing's changing. You know, I mean, nobody's holding them accountable to anything. That's frustrating to me. You know, Dan, I think the the big difference between the game on – Sunday and then other times where there have been situations with you know referees and and that sort of thing 
the difference was the uh, visible and vocal responses from two guys that typically don't do that sort of thing, and that's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, everybody knows the way that Mahomes reacted on the field and then in, in, in postgame and then Andy Reid in postgame and all of that. What was your vibe following the game with those two and then the way that things stand as of right now? Yeah, they, they – I don't think they technically delayed opening the locker room afterwards, but it was – they were trying PR staff, the equipment staff. They were trying desperately to kind of calm everybody down. I've never seen it like that. And I think part of that comes on the heels of the Green Bay game where they kept their mouth shut when this penalty wasn't called, that should have been called, that could have been a game changer. And I think they, you know, they, were, they were being good sports about that, saying, hey, look, you know, if they let us play, then we just have to live with that, and, and that's what we'll do. And then to have it kind of ripped out of their hands, I mean, you know, taking points off the board is such a big deal. And I, I've never seen Mahomes like that. I've never seen Andy Reid in 10 years like that. Uh, he was very gracious with me in his office. But it's as short a lock, it's as short a press conference as I've ever seen. I've never seen him walk off stage like that, and so it was definitely. In fact, uh, I was privy to a conversation in the hallway outside of Coach's office that I've never heard before. That was just. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, you know, these games, these games mean something every week. Now, did it affect the Chiefs? as greatly as it probably would have affected the Bills. No, it probably would have put a, you know, a shot to the heart to the Bills, and all it did really is jockey our, our seating in the playoffs at most. But I, I, I guess I just feel like I think everybody's just grown weary of it, Tommy. I, just, I think everybody's just, like, tired of it. It's like, how, how is it that we have instant replay and we have all of these mechanisms to prevent all of this stuff from happening, yet every week it seems to be happening and nobody's held accountable for it. You get a, league, you get a letter from the league the next day or, or midweek that says, yeah, okay, our officiating crew screwed it up. Sorry, that's not good enough. It's just not good enough, not, not when the stakes are this high and, and these guys work so very hard. And, and I thought Mahomes, who's probably going to get fined for what he said in his press conference, said it very well. You not only stole a moment from a Hall of Fame tight end that would have been played at his Hall of Fame induction in Canton, Ohio someday. That play would have been played. You not only stole a moment from him, but who's to say Josh Allen wouldn't have come back, won the game, and you stole a moment from him, too? Even Josh Allen said after the game it was one of the the greatest plays he's ever seen. So I just think it's the frustration mounting. But to your question, never seen it before ever in the locker room like that yeah and and I don't think Kadarius Tony is immune to the blame we saw Jawan Taylor earlier in the year they need to do a better job adjusting I Dan just for clarification's sake are you you're saying after going back and watching every play Tony was lined up offside six other times and did he ask for checks those six times because he didn't ask for a check on that play I only saw still images, Jacob, so I can't say like, – I don't know whether he asked for checks. And look, I, I, I'm definitely not trying to take the blame off of Tony. I just think if, if – I think there were six 
additional plays where he was lined up at least to the point where he was on the play they called or greater, yeah. and no, nothing was ever said. No flag was thrown. Nobody ever did anything. And if they have, you know, to me, again, that's just a consistency issue. And I think the other thing that was frustrating us on game day was the way the calls were going. They were all against the Chiefs, and there was just very little in the Bills. That If you flip a coin and it lands heads, nine out of ten times you'd go, something's wrong with this coin. You know, it should be landing 50-50 or it should be landing 60-40 or maybe at worst 70-30. And it just, it just feels like the whole Carl Cheffers thing needs to be dealt with at the league level. And, and you know, it kind of goes back to like the D Ford situation in 2018 where, yeah, D was over the line. I get it. But he'd been over the line previous to that. And nobody ever said anything. Nobody threw a penalty on those. They wait till they're, they're critical plays that make a game changing difference to throw the flag. That's not where that should be happening. And in particular, this play and again, not to absolve Tony. Tony. Tony's been in the league long enough that he needs to figure that out, right? There's no reason for him to be lining up with that. He's not getting a competitive advantage by putting half a foot over the line, right? It just, it's an insignificant amount. But the pass was thrown to Travis Kelsey. Tony received no competitive advantage from doing that. Yep. So... For, it just seems like a weird time for the guy to throw the flag, and he threw it very late. In my opinion, it was almost kind of an afterthought. So I, I kind of think he thought about it. I don't know. I, I guess I'm reading into it, and I'm, and I'm sounding like I'm just writing an excuse for why they, they got beat by the Bills. That is not it. It's just a frustration. I think everybody's just tired of this referee situation. How in a day and age where we have the technology to do the things that we do, can't we figure this out and, and, and resolve it once and for all? Dan, is it unfair, do you think, to chalk this situation up to – all of the other issues that have been dealt with in the wide receiver room. Is this separate from that in your mind? I mean, I, I read that like if you were to lump this in with all the other wide receiver critical issues over the course of the season, there are four games that either a wide receiver drop or a wide receiver penalty have resulted in the loss of what could have been a game winning touchdown for Kansas city. Can you chalk this one up to, the same issues that we've been talking about in that wide receiver room all season long, or do you separate this one from all of that because it had to do with the referees? Well, I'll tell you, I didn't make that connection prior, but I think subconsciously, yeah, you can, you can say that that's a factor. I mean, we were already frustrated at our own performance. And again, chiefs lost that game. You know, the refs didn't steal it from them. You cannot make a game so close that a referee can take a game from you, that's on you. And that's what Tony did. That's what Rice did when he fumbled. These, these issues are issues. And there is a, a, a large frustration, I know, inside and outside the building, on what's going on. The drops. Uh, I watched that Marquez Valdez-Scantling interview where he just said, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, we don't catch them every time. That's a lot to me. That's a lack of accountability. Yeah. And 
you know, he should be sitting on his chair going, that's on me. I can't speak for Rasheed Rice. I can't speak for Sky Moore. I can't speak for Kadarius Toney. But as far as MVS goes, I got to catch the balls that are thrown to me. I got to catch the balls that hit both of my hands. And I got to hang on to that ball. I can't turn it over. These turnovers, I'll even, I even think there's been some frustration, guys, with, with Mahomes himself. I don't think Mahomes has had his best year. He has done some really uncharacteristic things. My question, I guess, with that would be, is that because of the what's going on in the white? Is, is it a lack of confidence? And if I throw this ball, what's going to happen to it? I know when I throw it to Kelsey, I'm safe. But if I throw it somewhere else, should I think twice before I throw it? Because, you know, those, those ones he throws in the dirt, that's so un-Mahomes-like. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's been strange. There were several of them, but it, it, it does wear. So, like, as we look at it, and we see the Dolphins lose last uh, 15 night. 15 yards see, in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody besides the Ravens continues to stumble, and the Ravens have been the most consistent. We spent our whole first hour talking about if, if they're a tier above or not. But either way... If the Chiefs want to go in and be capable of beating any team in the postseason, what one area do you think is the most needed for improvement? The defense hasn't been quite as dominant. They, I, I brought this point up, too, and maybe health is, is a bigger factor than we think. They were missing probably four of their ten best players in that game. So if you had to point to one thing, like what would it be to, to give the Chiefs a chance when we get to the postseason to win a Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I guess Jacob. I'd say the wide receiver room has got to has got to clean up the the errors because the passing game is so significant for the Chiefs. And when you're talking about having a quarterback the caliber of Mahomes, they have. And, and you know what? Let me back that up. Let's say the passing game, okay? Because again, I think Mahomes is a factor here. Does Mahomes need to not throw? You know. A 103-mile-an-hour fastball, does he need to back that down to 95 so these guys have a better shot at catching it? Or, you know, what's going on there? That they that connection, the passing game, has got to eliminate these mistakes. I think the one thing I, I told you last week is we're in December. We kind of are what we are, and I think we, we're going to have to accept we don't have the recovery power to make three and four and five mistakes a game and still come back and win it. We, we might be able to make a mistake or, or two or maybe even three, but we're not coming back from a big – and he's certainly not going to do that in the playoffs. One mistake could be the end. So I think they've got to figure out a way to eliminate some of the self-inflicted mistakes, the penalties. I even, I'll even give the, the, you know, Taylor a, a, a pass on this or the whole offensive line because, to me, the problem isn't the ball – not coming out of Mahomes' hands at the right time. The ball's coming out of Mahomes' hands. It's just not being caught it, for whatever reason, whether the pass isn't right, whether the, the, the receiver is dropping the football, the little things that are happening there, and they are fairly insignificant. You know, um, when a receiver catches the ball, he has to become a running back. It's all there is to it. it. It has to go when he's in traffic. He has to protect the ball with, you know, at least three points of contact. If he's not, the way defenses play now in the NFL, they're going to punch that ball out. And they got to know that. And, and, and while you can kind of say, well, Rasheed is on a, a rookie schedule. He's already passed where he would play in college. He's 
kind of breathing fumes and yeah, maybe, but we've been pitch counting him too, you know, to avoid some of that. Guys like Tony, guys like, you know, you know, Mark, it's just nothing you can say about MVS. He's been in the league too long to be making some of the mistakes he's made. And I feel like that passing game, the errors in the passing game, they got to eliminate. Dan, I, I mentioned this yesterday, and, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So the one thing that I think is going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit from all the controversy in the game on Sunday is the fact that the last three weeks the Chiefs have – not gotten out to good starts in their games. They've found themselves down 14 nothing against the Raiders, 14 to 6 at halftime against the Packers and then 14 to 0 against the Bills. It wasn't that long ago that we were talking about this team getting out to good starts but then not being able to score any points in the second half. So to me, it seems like they're having a really difficult time stringing together a complete four quarters of offensive output and I know that the passing game and the issues the self-inflicted penalties all of that those are all things that play into that but if this is a team that wants to make a run in the postseason do you see any kind of way that you know they can overcome this and actually be able to play a full 60 minutes of football well I, I do think you know if you if you if I gave you an honest answer about Sunday's game as frustrated as the refing was as frustrated as as the mistakes were I really feel like where we lost that game was going three and out after, you know, we had another opportunity to possess the ball. That has to stop. The, the three and outs where you've just got not stalled drives but completely ineffective drives, I just don't see how you could get through the playoffs in that kind of scenario. And I feel like this year, I, I, maybe I should do the stats and, and, you know, do the numbers on this, but I feel like this year we've had an inordinate amount of three three and outs. I mean, Teams are getting Patrick Mahomes off the field. Defenses are getting Patrick Mahomes off the field in ways they didn't used to do that. And, and they do need to figure that out because you can't have your defense out there, you know, 35 and 40 minutes. You can't have them playing 10, 15 more snaps than what, you know, they're really built for. And so I, I feel like that ineptness or, or that inability to kind of just keep a drive going is one thing that's really changed. And I think that's part of what leads into not being able to recover from mistakes. All right, Dan. Well, listen, uh, the schedule softens up. The Chiefs need to go and let the schedule cures what ails them. We know after watching Monday Night Football last night that that's easier said than done. We know after watching the Patriots beat the Steelers uh, last Thursday that that's easier said than done. But it needs to be done, maybe now more than ever for the Chiefs, that they need some get-right games here, and they're going to have a chance to do it. Yeah, the, this Patriots contest, you know, I mean, everybody talks about the challenge coming in. Look, I know Bill Belichick's going to have something planned, but the Chiefs, this should be a good confidence builder for the Chiefs. They should be able to go out and play, a, I don't want to say a soft game, because that's not fair. I mean, you'll lose in the NFL if you do that. You can't overlook a team. But if they go out and they play their ball, there's nothing extraordinary that needs to happen. We have plenty of talent on this team to beat the New England Patriots, in my opinion. I agree. You'll hear the game. It's a noon game, those rare noon games for the Chiefs. You'll hear it with us on the Chiefs Radio Network. Dan will be in on that. Dan, we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see how this team responds with that kind of fire and energy after the game. It'll, it'll, be, a big, it'll be a big week emotionally, I think. 
Yeah, and I think that's important too, Jacob. I, I, I think that's the one thing you need is a gritty locker room because adversity is part of this game. And, you know, first time the Chiefs have lost back-to-back in a while, right? So how they respond is really important. Appreciate the therapy from you guys today, man. <laughs> yeah. It's really been helpful. <laughs> No problem, Dan. We've been doing a lot of that this week. We've been, we've been, uh, we've been <laughs> there for, <laughs> for, for the folks. All right, Dan, we'll talk again next week. We appreciate it, and uh, have a good call this weekend. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Go Chiefs.